Guys, today's episode is sponsored by Fidus Information Security. Keep your business safe with Fidus Information Security. They are a group of dedicated cybersecurity professionals that specialize in penetration testing. This means that Fidus look at every aspect of your business inside and out to make sure you aren't susceptible to an attack. Penetration testing starts with their Tiger and Crest certified consultants looking at your business's online assets to see if they can find any vulnerabilities. They then try and exploit these so that you can see what changes you need to make. So to find out more, head over to sd.fidusinfosec.com. Now get a pen and paper. I'm going to spell it out. That's sd, short for startup diary, sd.fidusinfosec.com. Greetings from the 1048 train from Milton Keynes to Houston. Yet another morning of listening to this fabulous podcast. Every time the guys are on the mic, they blow us away with some handy hints, tips, and golden nuggets. Going down to meet my first customer for my brand new startup for my first product, I couldn't be more pleased to start with Fault Nimmin Mason, the Queen's supermarket. Let's see what goes. Thank you very much, guys, for spending so much time on the mics, delivering so much valuable content for so many people. I'm sure there are many that have spent a little time on the Anchor app trying to find where to record this, but I've done it. I hope I'm the first. Stephen May, Fruits for Drinks. Hey guys, Adam here. I'm just opening up with, uh, we actually recorded the show just completely in its entirety. And then I just wanted to open up with something a little bit different to what I, th- I don't know whether we did a review or something being the show, but I just wanted to say a couple of things. One, uh, in this show, me and Harry are talking about a couple of interesting things as we review 2018. The last point we sort of go in deep on, but there are some golden nuggets at the end of it that I think are some core takeaways in terms of how I think about accountability. But the thing is, I want to open the show with two things. One, if you're listening to this, it's the 31st of December, and I want to make sure that 2019 is your best year ever, because right now, things in this little company that I run, I couldn't be more excited and more happy stepping into 2019. And the way that you do that is you get involved with the community that we're building here. You go to Facebook, you search for Startup Diary Club, and you join a community of like-minded people that are all on one simple mission, to help each other to grow as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as people to make 2019 their best year. Go and search two simple rules. Don't be a dickhead, add some value. I promise you, if you contribute, you will get a lot more out of it than you put in. Secondly, is we had a huge spike in downloads. We doubled our downloads of this podcast overnight. Right now, we're number 14 in the world for business podcasts. I am dying to know what happened because we have tried to find where this spike came from. We've looked over social, we've checked every channel that we can possibly be mentioned on and we can't. We doubled our listeners overnight. So if you're one of the people that have started listening to this show in the last, in December, and this sort of happened the first to second week of December when this goes out, please let me know where you heard about this show. Harry, what's the email address? The email is questions at startupdiary.club if you heard about this show on an email on a podcast i want to reach out to whoever gave us that shout out and say thank you and if you're new to the show great thanks for stopping by i strongly advise you go back and listen to old episodes so you get a flavor for what we're about guys enjoy this 2018 review the following show is going to be all about 2019 and what we're trying to do differently next year to make it our best year to date Again, you're going to hear at the end. Thank you so much for being subscribed. Let's get into today's show. Ali Mallow. Ready. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 262 of the Startup Diary Podcast. If you're listening to this on the day that it launches, I want to get in there nice and early and say, I hope you have some fantastic plans for tonight. Hopefully you have an amazing new year and you're prepped, ready for 2019. This episode, we were going to do sort of this long form content in terms of really digging into exactly what we did in 2018, what are our key takeaways, our learnings. And then when me and Harry sort of spoke it through, we thought it was probably going to put you guys to sleep. So we're doing this internally for us anyway. So we set ourselves a challenge. Harry, what did we just do? 
Adam, we Did I catch you mid just, <laughs> Adam, we just, uh, don't spoil the illusion. Uh, we just wrote down three of our biggest moments of, or standout moments of 2018. Mine are, my, just so we're clear, mine are also like takeaways that I learned from them. Did you do physical things that happened? Uh... Let's see where it goes. Let's let, listen. Yeah. This is the joy it's of a this broad show. Spectrum. <laughs> so what we've got is we've got two work-related, yep, and one more life-related. Uh, so without further ado, make sure you're on that mic. Is my credit card face up or face down? This is to choose who goes first. I don't have a coin in my pocket. Face up. <laughs> it's face up. You changed your mind then as well. You get to choose who goes first. Hmm. I'll go first. Okay. And are you going for work or life? I'm going to go for number one on the work. I mean, my number three, because I didn't do that, even though I know that it's the only one without a number, but it must be number three. Uh, So my first one, the biggest standout for me. (laughs) You're going to chuckle when you hear it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Seeing the company truly grow into a legitimate business. (laughs) Uh, with a strong and genuine community. Um, So what I mean by that is we've, over the past two, three years, isn't that? We've we've grown consistently. You've been here for three years, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So so in that time, every year we get more refined on what the mission is. Um, But like as a company, we've seen the clients get bigger. We get more customers. But the community also grows uh, just even stronger. We had a super successful verified pre-launch campaign because before that we were like, is this really going to take off? We need so many numbers. Smashed it out of the park. That did really well. Um, and then I think the biggest one, uh, end of this year, we've got the Christmas party. Yep. And that this itself Friday, is at the point of recording this exactly, uh, and that's literally doubled in size. And yep. I think that is a good indicator. So the clients are getting bigger, the customers are getting bigger, but also when we do community events, they're getting bigger as well. So I think that all just indicates that the company as a whole, on every aspect, is just blowing it out. Some some really blowing really cool out. points there. Blowing it out of the water. Blowing yeah, out, blowing it out of the water. Out of water. Yeah, I nearly said blowing time. it out of the park. That's why I was confused. <laughs> Smashing it out of the park, blowing it out of the water. I'll be honest, you're doing Fishing well. Fishing in a barrel. You're doing well today. No, <laughs> what I can see is no coffee and you didn't get breakfast this morning. Oh, dear. Uh, some really cool points there. I think like from one of the things you said is it's not just for me that the clients have got bigger. Like Our current clients have stayed with us, yep. but their yep. scope of work, like the value of what mm. they ask us to do, like their account value, to just put it as yep. it is, uh, has grown. And that's like a really strong indicator for me because it's like, for me, I enjoy the sell. I enjoy to go in and do the sell, but doing the follow-up work and then delivering value for the next 12 months and then when they have an opportunity to not renew, that's when you really start to see, are you doing a good job? Mm. Uh, so super happy. Everyone that sort of hit the 12-month mark is renewed. Uh, that's sort of the biggest indicator for me of what you said in terms of like, are we doing good work as a team? Um, I love the fact you sort of touched on the community side of it. Uh, we do seem to be getting like real deep relationships with one, just core users, but people are coming into the community and then know, like, and trust us even faster. Because I yeah. think we've got this, like, osmosis taking place, which is, like, we have so many super fans of what we do. When someone comes in, they're a little bit skeptical. You're a web company. You're launching this new Checker Trade competitor. Uh, what are you guys about? When they see all the good stuff taking place, I think we've gone from, like, yeah, it's, it, the, the com- value. The conversation has changed as well from us having to explain that to everybody that comes in to yep. people already here just telling those guys and us having almost like a hands-off approach like our community is doing that task for us now and i think someone that's listened to this might be thinking well how do you do that i don't think you can rush it i think this (laughs) i think this is the thing that is you just have to be consistent about what you do Mm. and just do the do the right thing for the community and then over time those relate. You can't speed up a relationship. Like you, you don't go from zero to a happy ten-year marriage overnight. So I think what we've done really well is be consistent with what we do, and then we're starting to see the benefits in the last six, twelve months of this whole flywheel mm. effect. Like everything's accelerating now in every part of the business. Um, really, really good point. Cool. I like that. 
I, I wasn't won't. expecting you to go that way at all, but I was cool. Um, my turn. My ones, the, I think the problem is with mine, they're very woolly, but it's sort of where my head went to. That's where you're at, isn't it? You're all about the grey, aren't you? <laughs> Live in the grey. No, I'm black and white, mate. I hate the grey. Um, I struggle in the grey, actually. You know this like, about me. If I'm in the grey, I'm making bad decisions. Um, so the headline for this, what I tried to do is write down a headline and then give it a little bit of context. So the headline was less but better. And that's something that I've been trying to preach for sort of the last six to eight months. And the, the sort of context that I wrote down as he pulls his notepad up because I can't read my own writing. Um, I wrote down saying no means that you can say yes to the right stuff. But that was the obvious thing. That's what I was trying to get into the team. But sort of the byproduct of us saying no more and not necessarily just saying no, but understanding the value that we have and saying no to like that project at that price is the byproduct of us saying no is it allows clients to understand who we are. Mm. It allows the team to be extremely focused on what we do and what we don't do. And the byproduct of that is it's attracted people into the business from a client perspective because they know where we play. I think the thing that we showed with, if we go back and look at 2017, try and get my dates right, 2017, if you asked what we do and I was standing in front of clients or potential clients, like I couldn't nail exactly what we do because we did so much stuff because we were just in the, mm. in the case of, yeah. well, we can, here's, here's what I want to get to, is we would used to say, oh, we can do that. Oh no, if you want that, yeah, we can do that. Oh, you're trying to do that? Oh yeah, we can do that. Because we used mm. to basically try and find solutions in the team to fix their problem. Whereas the problem that they have, we either say that is something we're best in the world at or that's not for us. Mm. And that's really tough to do. Uh, and I think we could only do that as we started to build some credibility and build some revenues. And, and also by saying yes originally, you know that you should say no in the future. A hundred percent. Because it's a really, really good point. Some of the stuff we've said yes to because we needed to get some revenue in the door has led us on to do more work, more projects for that client that we're just not enjoying. Mm. Because because we've said yes and we've gone on the first date, we feel committed to support that client. Whereas if you could wipe the slate now and say, actually, which pieces of this work are we really good at? Which part of the business is profitable and scalable? There's probably 25, 30% of work that we do that's not, suited for the team and the team structure that we're building but it's like legacy problems mm. from saying yes to everything so i think one of the biggest things that i look at when i was sort of pen to paper just a minute ago is i'm actually really impressed with the fact that we've closed some contracts and some clients where i've had very little involvement and the sorts of work that we've said yes to we're really good at mm. and we've had the courage to say no when certain projects have landed on the door because it's felt more like a distraction and I think you know, Edie know the whole team now knows is, guys, we've, we've, we've done this dance before. We've said yes, and in six months' time, we hated life because we, we shouldn't be doing this sort of work. And I know it's scary because like it's a potential new contract and da-da-da-da-da, and there's revenue and there's KPIs to hit. Uh, but I think that, and this is, again, I know mine are woolly, but I think we've just had a discipline to say no a lot more. Uh, Mark's always been very good at it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but even like down Mark, to... I, I like it because Mark says things are impossible yeah. and, and then changes his mind. <laughs> exactly. He just goes to that and then we have to work him up from that. Um, so to summarize is, uh, for people that are listening, is I fully appreciate the fact that you have to say yes to a lot of things to get the ball rolling. Uh, and you sort of touched on it, is every year we've got better. Mm. And I think what happens, yeah. and you know we're going through the cycle now, you know yep. what I'm doing. Uh, I think we, I always go through these cycles of like, it is this new year, new me. Is this just opportunity because I get to take some time and have a think? Uh, and I honestly think that, and the team are like, oh shit, what's he changing again? And da, 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 da. But we do go through these cycles. Like we, we come back you in Jan. You review, you reset, you I, refocus, refocus, realign. Not necessarily, not necessarily, I don't, refocus is probably the right word, but, like we focus more. Like yeah. it's not as if like we pivot the attention. Let's do that. No, it's but it's we, like we we covered a, a a broad spectrum of things. But in review, it's actually we should probably tighten up yep. where we actually focus our efforts on. Like you said, we we said yes to this last year. A lot more work than the payoff that we got from it. Not worth the time. Yep. Focusing on the things that make more. And and little things like <clears throat> we, 
you remember the conversation actually like we were over at Gymshark HQ with Richard and we had that little whiteboard session and he was drawing st- and he blew, <laughs> blew, he blew my mind and yeah. it's and mo- I'm going to be cheeky here because one of the points that I was going to put in is one of my learnings is spend I'm going to pivot this slightly into this as well because I'm just going to because I want to get this in spend more time with smart people that you respect the amount of learning that I've had <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me thinking I spend way too much time with you <laughs> you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with fuck you know <laughs> uh, there's just been some standout moments for me like spending time with Richard literally two weeks ago a week ago I spent 20 minutes on the phone with Richard and Richard if you listen to this like you don't understand how much I appreciate you just picking up the phone and having a chat when you spend time with someone like that mm. who's really fucking good at what they do I went down to see Timo and I spent an hour with him. Um, the impact that those conversations make on me make me think clearer for weeks. Mm. So what I want to try and do is spend more time with with good people like that next year because I'm very insular. I just focus on what we do. Uh, and I'm sort of, I won't go into my next point, but that's the transition stage that I'm going through right now. So say, and I want to try and bring it all back under one roof. Because I have the discipline to think bigger, you can say yes Sorry, I'm going to reset that sentence. Because I have the discipline to think bigger, I have the courage to say no easier. That's where I'm at. I can say no to a lot more stuff mm. knowing the trajectory that we're on as a business and having that courage. That's my that's my point. Cool. Uh, point number two for me, kind of, um, kind of in line with number one in the sense that we're... Uh, we're a growing company, bigger mm-hmm. clients, bigger tasks. You also mentioned it as well. Um, the projects that we do for clients gets bigger. Yep. So the, the one of the big standouts for me has been travel and kind of the extent to which we've gone for <laughs> clients. Um, so like we, we, we cover all over the country anyway, fair enough. So and like not many people get to leave the office at all for work. Yep. Um, so that's cool. So anywhere from London to... Aberdeen. To Aberdeen, yeah. So we went to Aberdeen, did an entire shoot in one day for a project. That was amazing. Um, all the way over to, what well, I say all the way over, over to Jersey. Jersey, that I forgot about that one, yeah. Was that this uh, year? Yeah. Yeah, it was, wow. Yeah, okay. like it was like February this year. Wow. Um, and then Australia, that was That's the standard that was one. quite a, a big one, um, which leads into next year where I'm going to the US of A. So by the time people listen to this, uh, which will be the 31st of December or around then, three weeks after listening to this, you're going to be in the States. Mm. Uh, again, for a, for a longer standing client. Um, yeah, and, I, and I, just, cool. I just think as an experience, because I know um, my wife, who I love dearly, uh, she gets to travel as well. Um, and I just think it's, if you can, it, even, even though you're going somewhere f- to work, I think just to be able to physically be in, a, in that sort of place and space. Because like personal holidays I, I like to spend a long period of time in a place because you get to see the day-to-day um whereas when you go on holiday on a resort yeah you're sitting around a pool in a different country but you could be kind of anywhere, in the, be anywhere in the world because it's it's so, a gated pool but, so community. Bought, yeah so i've just kind of <laughs> that was a bit serious <laughs> i just uh, it's a it's a thing i argue with my wife about all the time so it's just, difficult with two kids to go and track <laughs> yeah, sorry i'm gonna go yeah, on a rant here i'm gonna pause i'm gonna stop i'll let you carry on but, uh but yeah so it's just, it's just great to have the opportunity to kind of see the world um just doing their day-to-day uh, so that's that's kind of a that's a big one for me just <laughs> traveling around the world which is to quite, be honest quite a luxury to be fair i think me and you had a conversation last saturday when we were out on work oddly mm. um and we, we both sort of i turned around to you and said like it's pretty mental mm. like what we what we're doing is a job and we're i'm smiling more than ever like I don't like I feel so lucky to have the the team and the experiences that we've had in the last 12 18 24 months yeah uh, and don't get me wrong it's like really hard but you have to and I and you said like we said sometimes you have to just take a pause and look around and actually go like things are actually really really fun and really cool and they're yeah. exciting uh, and there's loads of things that you can think about in the job in terms of like the hours like the commute all this stuff but then when you balance like everything else that cracks off around it in terms of like the experiences we get, mm. the things we get to try for the first time, the travel that you get. Uh, yeah, I think for me, when you said that, I was like, 
yes, the travel's awesome, but I would just, I want to do, next year what I want to do is look up more, take a pause and just go, actually, regardless of whether uh, that person needs firing or that client's just let us go, just take a pause and step back and go, overall, things are really, really mm. cool uh, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, and, and just to kind of touch on like the working hard, like we, when we went to uh, Liverpool to do the trade show and that was like a, a very intense two, well, probably two and a half days. Yep. But as an experience, again, again, it was only, it was only a Liverpool. It was only a conference, but it was like it was intense. It was just full on, and as an opportunity and as an experience itself, it's just kind of it, they're they're the things that you remember rather than the day to day just checking at the office. Hundred percent, really, really cool one. Um, my next business one is uh, sort of a, a bigger one, though. Uh, I sort of summarized it down as the transition from working in the business to on the business. And it's something that we spoke about probably 150 episodes ago in terms of this whole idea of like worker B mode and CEO mode. Uh, but in then it was just theory for me. Like I wasn't practicing that. I was Then I was spending a lot of my days in Photoshop mm-hmm. and in like task ma- doing task management or day-to-day tasks. And sort of when I look back over the last year, I think the last three months specifically, I've understood that I need to become a better CEO. And I know we spoke about it on a previous show. Um, so we're now building a really strong organization around the business, as you pointed out in your first point. Like we're growing, we're doing something well. And there is, uh, there's a risk to the business that if I don't get better, the business will hit a ceiling or I will become the bottleneck in the business. So sort of three months ago, I understood this and said, actually, if I take a step back, what does a business look like if I'm still working in the business all the time, if I'm still doing the photo, if I'm still deploying mm. my time on the tasks compared to the overall, the bigger stuff that I should be thinking about. And so what that looks like is spending more time supporting the team, hiring. Like I should be dedicating a certain percentage of my time every single week, just spending time with the team to make sure that they have got what they need to do their job properly. Like I'm going to consider myself, and I don't know much about American football, but do you, like, I hear there's a there's a position called like a blocker. Like I was listening. Here we to, go. I'm, I'm nicking this from a podcast that I heard probably probably 12 months ago now. And have a very weak understanding. Very of the weak sport. understanding, but I'm going to make it relatable. <laughs> Imagine if this is true in American football. Someone when they're catching the ball, there is someone that blocks someone that's running into them. Okay, that could be completely incorrect. Just say no. I don't mind, but the analogy will still work. What I'm doing right now is I'm catching the ball and running, whereas I don't want to do that anymore. What I want to do is have my team catching the ball and I act as a blocker. So everything that can potentially get in their way of them doing their job, it's my responsibility to go and like knock down walls, put out all the fires and deal with all the shit around. Like your role, if you've got a problem, you should be like, Adam, I've got this thing. It stopped me from doing X. And I go, cool, let me sort that out. You crack on with your day job. That's the thing that I want to be doing more of. It's like stepping into the proper firefighter's role for the business. And I've experienced a lot of this in the last sort of two weeks. There's a lot of fires that I've needed to put out. Uh, And because before, three months ago, I would have gone, fuck, this is taking its toll on me. Like, this is just tiring. I'm drained, blah, blah, blah. I just spun my attitude around it all and said, no, this is what I signed up for. Like, I'm stepping into the ring every single day and I should enjoy that fighting for my team to do great work compared to me sitting and doing the tasks myself. So you look confused. Yeah, only in the, not confused, but only in the sense that I'm not sure whether it's just the analogy that's confusing me. Probably a terrible analogy. But what that sounds like is, or that seems to sound somewhat counterproductive from your perspective. I understand what you're saying as in you want the team to flourish and excel in their Let me give a more detailed example and let me know what you think. Uh, I come to you and say, Harry, we need to build a a YouTube series called Building Verified and I need you on the road with me once a week filming content. Mm-hmm. And then you come to me and go, okay, can't really do that because X. X might be out of time. So I'm trying to remove bottlenecks in okay. the business and go, okay, why do you have time? Because you're doing these tasks. Okay, cool. We either need to stop doing that and I'll speak to the client and say, mm-hmm. we don't do that sort of work anymore. I'll pick that up. Or we just need to hire someone for that role and then we have to move quicker to go and fix that problem. Does that help? That me makes that? more sense. Okay, so it's sort of like, the analogy was clearly shit. No, it, it just came across that you were not making the high-level decisions. It just sounded like you were going to take charge of the uh, the little things, but yeah. Okay, I'm that, glad you may, clarified Maybe it. I was no, I'm glad you, oh, no, I'm glad you clarified it. Uh, yeah, I want to 
work out what you're struggling with Mm -hmm. and be the person that removes those roadblocks. And that will be by deploying resources one way or another or having very tough conversations with people that need those. If you're having a hard time because a member of your team is letting you down, I want you to be able to feel comfortable to come to me and say, Mm -hmm. I need you to fix this for me because it's fucking my work up. That sort of thing is what we I should speak be. about Edie then. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you said listen to the show, otherwise she'd kill you for that comment. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's little things of how that plays out. So one for me is there's a risk that I go into micromanaging and yeah. being a micro blocker and doing those tasks if I don't position the company in a way that we're all extremely aligned. So... Again, we covered it off in a previous show, but I'm currently building the Expert Trades playbook, which is uh, what we do, where we play, how we win sort of thing. So I'm developing that right now. And that's going to be a live working document that we all work together on. We all have to come back every single week, update our numbers and report back in terms of what we've done, what we struggle with and what the focus is the next week and any help that you need. So we're going to have this thing to align the team. And that sort of reverts back to my first point, which is it's not in that document. We have to say no. Like if it's not in that document and a client asks us to do it, we have to say no, unless there's a really bloody good reason. And then you have to come and present the opportunity to the team. This is what I've been asked to do. It doesn't fit in terms of what we're doing right now, but X, Y, and Z, I think we should do it because of A, B, and C. That's the sort of process we want to do because I want to empower the team to say no without speaking to me. So if you know you've got to sort of come and bring it to the to the team to say, actually, I want to do this thing in our Monday mm-hmm. morning stand-up, I would rather find out that we said no to doing a 10K project because it didn't fit in with our idea or our focus then me have to go and speak to the team member then speak to the client and then get dragged into all that day-to-day stuff so we're building the playbook which should help everyone be super aligned and that's going to be on a quarterly basis so we're going to put all the goals for the quarter in and then roll that out because uh, i don't think setting a goal for the year is realistic i just don't think it is next part of this like we've just bought some software um it's fairly pricey oh you got the email actually yeah i my head went adrift then and I was li- I was thinking all about that lattice and and trying to figure out exactly what it is and does because at the moment maybe it's just because just because we've had a very brief interaction yep. but it was um what was it it was just like five different questions yep and giving feedback so what, is, what is, we'll probably do is there like some psychoanalytics happening on the back end that only you get access to. <laughs> so, there is a sentiment score, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's not psychoanalytics. It's not like a fucking puppeteer. <laughs> um, so we use something called Lattice, uh, which is, let me take one step back. I'm trying to be work I'm trying to support the team more. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, how do I support the team more and allow them to, to do better work and grow? Uh, and that means two things. One, have they got the right skill set to be in the job? And if not, is there any training that we can do? Secondly, is on, on they, are they on a career path within the company that excites them? And we don't do reviews often enough. We don't have personal KPIs. We don't have personal goals. And we're now having to grow up as a company to deploy those into the team. Mm. So the email that you got was an automated email that goes out. It goes out every Sunday night. So it's top of your inbox on a Monday, which is just five super short questions, super short bullet points. And the idea of that is it's just an update. So you reply to that, one or two lines per per point. What did you do last week? What are you working on? Um, is there anything in your way right now that I can help mm. with? Uh, and is there anything just that we haven't spoken about that's top of your mind, whether it's work, life, whatever it is. So it's just your way of just having constant communication with your line manager. So I see majority of them and then people like Danny and Jordan, uh, they, they then send theirs into Matt. So then Matt can then feed up to me and say, I've got these problems, someone's struggling with this, or we need to do X, Y, and Z. That's just the weekly update thing. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we're building KPIs and career paths into Lattice. So when we sit down and do our reviews, we have a list of things to do. We have a list of things to review. We set some KPIs and some goals for you personally. So then you know, if I'm doing well in the company, I'm probably going to be getting this sort of compensation. This is the career path that I'm on. Is there then some sort of tracking metrics on Lattice for these things? Uh, we don't track the metrics on Lattice. We've got our own th- We've got our own things. Like mm-hmm. the playbook is where we're going to be tracking the company goals. But when we sit down to do our reviews, we'll be taking the playbook down and saying, cool, what have you been working on? Last time we sat down, your responsibility was to deliver 60% margin on all the, uh, like deliver X thousands of pounds in video production mm-hmm. work in the quarter. Uh, and we've done Y, as in the letter Y, not Y. You, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I ask myself yeah. every day. <laughs> so th- then we'll sit down and pull those numbers down. We'll plug the updates and the numbers into Lattice. So you have a very clear document in terms of where we are, 
what we said we'd do, where we ended up, and what your actions are for the following month. So it does. So it does have some sort of analytics built in, or something. Yeah, because but the- because you said this cost a pretty penny. Yeah, and the last thing I would want is you to be wasting your money on what is. Yep. Uh, don't know what something that you could create on an email template. Could do, but I just didn't know if there was like more. So let's just say we're, we're doing what's Does it just red flag? <laughs> so one at chat. So every week you're asked in terms of how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So I want to get into the more emotional side of the business as well. Um, then we've got stuff like 360 reviews. So when we do a 360 review as a team, yep. your yep. peers, your manager, and the people that you manage are going to review you. And that comes into me personally. And then I can use those to perform the review that I have with you on a quarterly basis, which is the larger review. So, and then to be really honest is if someone's not performing in the business, as we go from a 10 person team to a 25 person team, and I need to get someone out of the business, there are actually things that I need to do to legally exit someone out of the business. If they're more mm. than so. I'm not saying that's, on my mind right now but as we grow what i can't just say is walk into the office and say listen not happy with your work i don't think this is a good fit i'm serving you notice as we grow as a business there are certain boxes that i need to tick to be fair to the guys that we bring into the team Mm. so what this is going to allow us to do is build a real overall profile on each member of the team they can log in they understand who their manager is they send updates to their manager when they're requested and we have this whole track record of how people are performing in the company and what allows us to do overall when we're bringing managers in or people to work underneath people there's this onboarding process so they understand we have clear communication within the team and this is how we do it yes it's not cheap but I don't think it's worth the money that I've paid for it. However, the fact that I've paid for it is going to be a forcing factor for me to actually deploy it into the team and make sure people use it. So 100%. There's this, That's why the second gym membership really... Uh, worked for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that's sort of where I'm at is next year, in short, I want to become a better CEO for the team and I want to spend my time working on more higher level projects. Uh, working on Tanika Gary V reference. I want to be working on the cloud stuff. So like the very macro strategy stuff and then spending some of my time in the dirt, fixing problems for the team so they can go away and do their job properly. That's sort of my biggest takeaway and mission right now. Cool. Uh, and then thirdly and finally from me, uh, a bit of a personal This is the life question. This is the life point. Stand out. Okay. Um, obviously, well, it's kind of a, a bit of a, two-part wishy-washy just i don't know might have been very wishy-washy today (laughs) my last two have just been fluff uh so but the truth a standout event for me was um my holiday to japan yep always wanted to go since i was like 13 amazing place absolutely crazy um but yeah if you can go definitely go and and spend and spend like three weeks there like i did just because then you can like say just drink in the culture and yeah the, the, I'm, I'm super i would love to go to japan but so i will never go we'll go we'll go agree we must have a client over there we're gonna awesome. get one <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so obviously the holiday was a huge thing um something that happened though obviously we rescued a dog at yes. the end of uh 2017 in october obviously the holiday was booked i won't go into the details but basically one thing led to another and the dog got seized um, mm-hmm. basically because the, some people out there are scumbags and want to try and blackmail you for pennies. Um, but long story short, we got Frank back um, after a month. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, just highlighted how much the pooch really meant to us. And um, yeah, it was, uh, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't really know where I was going to go with that, but that was just something where it was like, fucking hell, that was like a, a really... Um, emotional time yep. to be in a place where it was like where I've always wanted to be and then to have something really bad happen and want to just go straight home and try and fix the problem it was uh, it was a big one no that, that's so obviously I was I, I, I was I experienced that whole th- I experienced that whole thing with you um, yeah I mean I can't even like put into words like what I was feeling for you at that point mm-hmm. in time because I think for, for like you and M like getting Frank was such a big thing yeah and it was amazing in terms of, because you knew he, like he was, he was a, and you might correct me here, but he was a distressed dog before he came into your family. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that 
like you gave him so much love and attention. Like you could just yeah, see we, that you were like we, integrating we, we him. We rescued him, and for for whatever reason, he got um, uh, someone didn't want him. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they just couldn't look after him because he is a bit of a handful. He's quite boisterous, but um, so we yeah, like you said, we rescued him to get him away from because he he went through different foster owners yep. for a while as well. So when we got him, it was like it was amazing. Um, so then to put for for him to then go through more shit again it was just but that that's horrible. the thing that i was trying to get to is like i understand that a lot of the emotion that you went through then mm. was because like it was your pooch and you missed him but i could tell from the conversations we had while you were away is it was actually yes you you missed it but it was actually you were like oh, fuck, i don't want the dog to think mm. this is happening again <laughs> yeah. like that's that's what yeah. i that's what i took away and that's like that sort of hit me i was like oh, shit like he's like he, when you call him like your boy, like you literally treat him like a kid. Like that's like, you've got him like fully integrated. And it was just an insight to me. And this is going off a tangent and probably taking 10 steps forward that I shouldn't do. But it was an indication to me in terms of like, when you get round to being a dad, like you're going to- He's not leaving. I'm going to strap my child to my chest until he's 18 years old. He or she is 18. A bruschetta. 21 if it's a girl. <laughs> but it was just an insight to me in terms of like- uh, I always knew it, but it was just like compounding the fact that you mm. can, like, you're going to fucking crush being a dad uh, just because you've got, just got that level of like empathy and care and like... Could be overbearing though and smothering. <laughs> nah, you, that's you, that's you, my style yeah, of love. Yeah, yeah. Smother them. <laughs> smother them. <laughs> yeah, and look, well, that's, that's a cool one actually. I'm, I'm glad you went there. Yeah, um, it was just a like final thing on that. It's just, it's just a eye-opener to realize how the system can be... I mean, you've got like if you own, if anyone out there owns a dog, be very careful with anyone around. Like around who claims people. to be a dog sitter? Yeah, but not only that, but like I could, if I wanted to, I could ring the police and say that your dog Arlo, 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 it's not fucking butter. So, <laughs> in my head, I said it's not the butter, and still said it wrong. Um, but like, if I if I wanted to. If I was that way inclined, I could call the police and say, I've been intimidated by your dog and they'll come and seize it pending further investigation. Mental. You'll get it back because there's not, there's not, I've not got a leg to stand on, but you'll still go through the stress of not having the dog. They'll, they'll take it away from you without, um, without kind of any reasoning. And then, (laughs) and then not only that, it costs taxpayers money for all these dogs to sit in kennels it was mental how much it was 120 pound a day for frank to be in a kennel and they're in good kennels as well because obviously if he came back worse than when he went yeah i could then make a claim and things like that so they do everything they can to make sure it's okay but like the emotional stress that anyone can put a dog owner through yeah is scary Uh, scumbags my last point and i'll i'll keep it short i went on a negative one on this one actually not highlight I've realized that, so my point written down. Cancel gym membership. <laughs> kind of, to be honest. Uh, more gym subscription, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I am unable to balance work, health, and family. I have tried five years consistently to do it, and I have failed every single year, and I don't know what to do next. That's where I'm at, is every single year I try and deploy a strategy and then one of those three pillars in my life take over. Uh, Health is never taken over, by the way. Mm. It does it for like a day and then not, but like the work, the family and the health are three balls that I try and juggle. And for love and money, I cannot work out what to do. So I end up going through emotional cycles of business is good, but health is bad. Mm. Family's happy in the middle, cool. Business is like... I'm getting stressed with business, so I go to the gym more to get rid of my stress. Like it's it's never balanced out, and I have no idea what to do. I kind of I'm experiencing a similar thing, just just in the work, family, health triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I do get it because when you just when work's busy, it's like for for example, my routine would be gym after work, but then if and then. Um, back home by like six thirty-seven, mm-hmm. but obviously if work runs on, then either I still go to the gym and don't get home till like eight nine o'clock, which then family time is less. Yeah. Or you give up the gym hour to get home for the family still, but then that's a negative effect on the health part of the triangle. 
um, for me, what I slowly kind of got to grips with on the health part of the triangle was just to kind of have a bit of a, okay, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be where I am or what, sorry, it's not going to be where I want it to be. Like I would love to continue to go five days a week to the gym, yep. Monday to Friday. It's just not going to happen anymore. But I've kind of understand that now rather than beating myself up. I try and go three days in the week. If not, there's two days at the weekend where I can go as well. So I, okay. I try and just average three days at most over a seven-day period. Uh, sorry, a, a, a minimum I over think... a seven-day period. And But understanding that and knowing that, that's I feel better now knowing that I'm going to hit the three days and I'm doing it and that's checking the health, so the activity side mm. off. For the food, I think you could get around that by just getting prepped. Like you need to just make the effort to prep, whether it's whether it's shopping on a Sunday or just knowing. Like for example, I eat the same things for lunch every day, but that's because I book by book cook done. So mm. therefore, every day apart from today um, <laughs> and this week, uh, but at most of the time, my lunches are sorted. So there's never a question of. Oh, what the fuck am I going to get for lunch? I guess I'm going to have to go to McDonald's or I'm going to have to go Sticky Fingers and get a filthy sandwich. Like, mm. as nice as they are, when you have them, sometimes you don't feel great for having it. Yep. And then you feel even worse. It's like, okay, well, I've eaten now because I should have eaten lunch because I've been missing lunch for the past three weeks. Now I've had lunch and I feel even worse. You need to just try and fix that small... What I just took away is, I think one of my problems is... I set really high expectations and goals yeah, you, off the you, bat. You have visible abs and, I don't know, you can handstand on one <laughs> finger. Or I'm a by the, by the end By the end of January or you failed. Yeah. Um, I think you need to start, everyone needs to start small, especially with, especially with like the gym is a huge one for everyone. January will be very busy in the gym as it always is. But that's because people go with the best intentions to get fit, get healthy, lose weight. They go five days. They go. They go from what's what's New Year's. What's the day after New Year? Second, which is a Wednesday. Yep. They'll Correct. go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they won't be able to move for the next two weeks. And they think, I'm not cut out for this. Everyone starts really strong and goes in too too hard too soon. I do it every time. I do it every like every quarter. I'm like reflecting. I'm like, okay, I need to get health. Because I, it's not a case now of like even wanting the abs. It's just like I just want to feel a little yeah. bit healthier. Yeah. And hopefully get because we've just got a dog. I'm one of my things of that is as a family we've gone and walked him three four times in the last mm. week, and that's been, I've just enjoyed getting out and just getting some fresh air and enjoying that time. I walk him twice. I've walked him twice in the last four days in the morning at six o'clock. Mm. I enjoy getting up and I feel like I've got like a small win of the day then. I'm like, get out, walk the dog, call, get some energy about me, two glasses of water. And I'm trying to get these habits in, but I don't know what it is. Like every single time I go, I go for like, I can, the longest I've made it last is like three months. I kind of went three months in and felt really good. And then something happened that just knocked me off. And then because I missed something, but I, th I was like, fuck, I failed. And then I just don't carry on. I think it's because what you're probably getting so fixed in the routine that as soon as it faults a little bit, it throws the whole thing out of whack. But I make excuse I know I make I've got a guy that lives next I, to me who I've built a website for who's a professional. He does sports massages professionally. Mm. And he owes me like 10 massages because we helped him with his website. And I just, I, I'm always too, I've got a bad back. It's hurting right now. Like, I always make excuse. I'm trying to work out why I can't deploy the same level of discipline in my health and my dedication of time to the family as I do in my work. Is I don't it, know why I can't balance that. Is it because you that. just don't want to do it? And I don't mean that in like a... No, because I feel better. I know I feel better when I do it. Like the best I've ever felt was when I was training to do the yeah, white-collar boxing. Yeah, that's like event. saying, I know that if I don't eat this entire 300-gram chocolate bar, then I'm going to feel better, but I'm going to eat it. No, it's I'm like... I'm going to feel shit. <laughs> like I actually... Enjoy, here's the thing, is I enjoy my time in the gym. I genuinely enjoy my time in the gym. But getting to the gym is what I find hard because I always fill it with something else. Because I kind of have this guilt thing. If I'm not working, I should be spending time with the family. So then the the health becomes like the bottom of the list, mm. and the first two take up all the time. And I'm like, I'm something's got to give, isn't it? 
Yeah, I don't know but how I th- that. And, and that's the biggest. That's the biggest challenge. And this is kind of what we're talking about. Is that in that triangle of health, family? What was the other one? Work, Work. mate. <laughs> <laughs> the peak Ooh. of the triangle <laughs> seems to take over. So I, see, the issue was there. I was at work, so that's just a <laughs> given. That was. That. <laughs> but yeah, like it's a triangle that one has to always. They all have to give to each other. So like, like I say, I just I'll tell Emmy when I'm going to the gym now. Yep. It's like, look, I'm going because I've not been in three days. I need to go. So I'm going. But then I go and then I feel good and then I'm happy to have a day off and then go two days later or whatever. So you just got to kind of find that balance. But then ma- I guess make the family aware. Yeah. Because the issue is they're probably just seeing it or you feel that they're seeing it that, oh, he's, he's, out he's, not, he's not at work but he's not at home. Yeah. That's sort of where I'm at. And, and just to pull this all back in is one of the reasons that it's like really annoying me right now is I actually know that if I don't get healthier and sleep a little bit better, mm. I'm not going to be a better CEO because I'm always going to be knackered. Mm. Like this is, and I, I remember like when I go and spend time with like other founders, I'm trying to do a little bit more of and I like see that they're like spending time in the gym and they're like, they're looking healthy. I'm like, oh, you've got to eat. And it's not, they're making the time because they know they operate better mm. when they're healthier and they've got a clearer mind and they're feeling fit. And that's the stuff that I need to work on. So if in my head, I'm trying to do this on the mics out loud, which are probably boring listening, but it's like, what I need to do is I need to make the relationship between actually work gets better when I'm healthier. Mm. So pull some time out of work because I should, I should look at the gym as, I should look at the gym as work the same way that I look at my day job when I'm doing sales. Like if I did that, then I could probably apply the same discipline to it. That's an interesting well, one. Well, I um, whenever I know that I need to pull a, pull a late one at home and, and get a project done, I'll go to the gym. One, because I know I'm going to be working later, but it's also because when I come home from the gym, I'm still feeling, I'm feeling pumped, feeling focused and feeling energized. Mm-hmm. So it helps you function <laughs> more efficiently and keeps you uh, a bit more sharp and on the ball. Yeah, I'm glad we have this chat randomly and I don't, you, you might not keep it all in or you might, but if I can literally stop thinking of it as a triangle and just think family and work and part of work is I need to put time on my calendar every week to go to the gym because I, I, I get every meeting that I put in the calendar I go to mm. because it's work for me. I don't let people down. And what I need to do is do the same thing. I need to put that time in the calendar and consider it like it's work. Mm. Otherwise, I'll make excuses. You gotta enjoy it. I go to the gym because I, I enjoy need work. to go for like <laughs> emotional and mental health. Like when I when I when I've not been in four days, I start feeling like I start physically feeling shitty. Start emotionally feeling like oh, fucking work's getting to me. Just not. It's not. Yeah. But it's like I've had but long days. Yeah, yeah. I'm not feeling like active. I've been a bit of a slob, and it's just. But as soon as you go, it brings me right back, and I'm good to go again. And that's why I found that like. A good number for me at the moment is a minimum three times of a week. three times a week. So you could go either every other day or every two day, every two days sort of thing. So it- that's why I've got two gym subscriptions. Generally, it's because I've got one down the road from the office. Because what I thought is I'll come before or after work, hmm. but I, I get into the office and as I'm driving into the gym, I literally take a different turn. I'm like, and I need to get those emails, or I need to get the client proposal across. So I just come but in. But when is that ever going to change? Uh, well, I made the excuses. Actually, I need to just pull that away because at the mm. weekend I didn't want to drive because it's a bit of a trek as you know so I then I got a gym subscription which is literally a half mile down you could, the road you could me. use you could use the jog to the gym as to your warm up, up. 100%, that's how close it is uh, and I signed up two and a half months ago and I've been once <laughs> they're loving you the, the day I signed up I wouldn't up, be surprised if they tried to get you to sign up again <laughs> <laughs> the, day, the day I signed up I went in haven't been back since I need wow. to sort this anyway I didn't want to ramble on too long about that point uh, but that's the sort I'm of I'm sure the, many can relate to maybe not just the gym but other commitments that they want to do um, that's just they don't get round to doing and it is just tricky you li- there, there literally is not enough time in the day and you have to give something up to do something else that you want to pursue, whatever that is, whether it's health, whether it's a YouTube channel, whether whatever it is, yep. whether it's a podcast, like we 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 take time out of our day to do this podcast. Yeah, that's because we've committed to it. No, no, no. Here's here's the point: is we take I make sure that I am here because I don't want to let you. I'm I'm accountable to you. 
Same. I, <laughs> I, I overslept this morning, but I was like, shit, I need to get in. So yeah. I've not had breakfast. Yeah, got I've not got any lunch because I know we needed to get into the office to record. So, and But that's because we've made the commitment and we're sticking to it. The only time I've done fitness well and stuck to it is when there's been an opportunity for public embarrassment for me. The last time this when I went to the ultra white collar boxing event, I needed to win that fight because 40 people were going to watch me and I was like, shit, I got to win. Mm. So I trained hard and got into the best shape I've been in in a very long time. So we should probably talk about this on another show, the next one, looking into 2019. But are you saying that if we set a challenge, like a three-month challenge to get I like in this. shape we got, or, we got or whatever? Some, yeah, okay. And, but, but something that if I don't, there is a huge amount of public embarrassment slash shame slash I let someone down. Like we should do something like that. We should work that out. So we need to set a goal and yeah, cool. We'll, we'll discuss this off mics. Cool. We'll, Did you just throw me a wink? <laughs> I wink at people a lot. <laughs> Wrap it up, I'm, I'm a serial winker. Uh, guys, if you've made it to the end of this show, well, not quite the end, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to us. It's been a great journey. We've been on a journey. We're still on the journey. This show used to be called The Journey. <laughs> uh, this is going out on the 31st of December. So, guys, I hope you all have an amazing New Year's celebration. Uh, anything else to say? Uh, no. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Like, Tune in for the next hour at, and a half. At the, <laughs> point, at the point of recording this show... At the point of recording this show, we are number 14 in the podcast world charts for business and the only way that happens is two things one you leave us reviews so podcast so apple know this is a podcast that people like two you're downloading it you're sharing it Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm actually going to open the show with something slightly different i want to do something at the top of this but if you made it this far this is gonna be the second time you hear something similar thank you so much we're building an amazing community search for startup diary club on facebook join take part super simple don't be a dick add value you'll have the time of your life next year and we'll help and support you to hit your personal goals but from me and from harry a huge thank you for helping us stay motivated to continue to do this show because we enjoy it and we're so happy that you do too